We are blessed and so honored today. Back in those days, my wife will attest, you know, I don't say this vengeful, okay, this is not a vengeful or revenge, revengeful statement, but we were mocked and we were ridiculed. People laughed at us. Other pastors made fun of us because we had nobody. We had no money. We had no friends in the ministry. We had no denominational backing. We had no idea what we were doing. And I say this to give God all the praise that 25 years later, dignitaries representing three cities, the state government and our governor as well, are all in the house today to recognize the faithfulness of 25 years. Amen. Is that awesome? That is incredible. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call each of these gentlemen and ladies by name. And as they come up, uh, if your spouse would like to come with you, that is absolutely wonderful. Ushers, get ready to help them as they come up. Uh, our first person that we would like to recognize, and I want to say this before we go forward in this. One of the things that is really, really cool is we, t- we say this in our growth track, what we call when people join our church, the first step is 101. And we say, how cool is this? And I don't even know if the mayors realize this. I say, how cool is this that when you step out, because I talk about God's given us a heart for our city and our state and our nation and our world. When I get to the part of the city, I said, you may not know this until today, but when you step out in our parking lot, we're one of the few churches in Birmingham that can say that we pastor in the Tri-City area. And they're like, what do you mean the Tri-City area? I said, because if you stand there in our parking lot and you look to your left, there's the, bo- the, the boundary of the city of Pinson. There's a sign right across there that says, welcome to Pinson. If you look to our right and where the ditch is there on the other side of the ditch, part of that is the boundary of the city of Centerpoint. And right in the middle is unincorporated Jefferson County, and our address just happens to be Birmingham, Alabama. I said, so when you stand there, you're looking at Pinson, Birmingham, and Centerpoint. We are the tri-city area, praise God. So what a blessing it is to have statements and representatives from each of those cities. And our first one is going to be the mayor of the city of Centerpoint. Would you put your hands together and welcome Mayor Tom Henderson. Thank you, Mayor. Come on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate you so much. Thank you, sir. It's a great pleasure to be here. I hadn't been here since you opened up back the first time. So we're very proud to be here and proud to claim part of your church as Centerpoint. You know, we we were competitors for a few minutes about about this facility, and God knew what he was doing. He put who was supposed to be here here, and he provided for us later for what we needed. So God is great. I bring greetings from uh, and congratulations from the city of Centerpoint, and uh, I don't have a fancy cover like uh, the other <laughs> folks do. My, and we need your prayers right now. Our city clerk has just been diagnosed with stage three breast cancer, so uh, hadn't had a chance to get this done like we wanted to. So please keep her in your prayers for us. Uh, this is a proclamation for, for Solid Rock Church. 
Whereas Pastors Larry and Sandy Ragland planted the Solid Rock Church 25 years ago, and whereas the Solid Rock Church began with just 10 members and has grown tremendously over time, and whereas after outgrowing four previous buildings, the Solid Rock Church has found their present home, and whereas Pastors Larry and Sandy Ragland are not only celebrating 25 years as pastors of the Solid Rock Church, but also their 30th anniversary as a couple in ministry. Whereas Pastors Larry and Sandy Raglan have led the Solid Rock Church in 25 years of exemplary service to the communities they serve, especially the city of Centerpoint. Therefore, the city of Centerpoint, its mayor and city council, does proclaim October 13, 2019 as Solid Rock Church Day in the city of Centerpoint, Alabama. Congratulations, and we look forward to 25 more years. Mayor, thank you. What an honor. I'd like to get a picture. I'd like to get a picture if you don't mind. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, we'll just sit this way. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Thank you. Solid Rock Church Day in Center Point. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, the next person that's going to come up. Uh, along this journey became a great, great friend of ours. Uh, we have worked hand-in-hand hand on many projects. And what a blessing it is that this next gentleman, and we have a council with us as well from the council. Uh, they can both come up there if they would like. Is now the current owner of the Rock School, the mayor of the city of Centerpoint. Show some love right now for Mayor Hort Sanders. Come on up. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Thank you, I'm honored. I'm honored. Good morning. It is an honor to be here. We were, for a time there, both in our very young stages. The city of Pinson formed in 2004, and uh, y'all had been in the community a little while there. And uh, on a very similar note, we, we feel that parallel. We started in a borrowed building with folding chairs and a few tables, and that's where we met, that had been uh, used by Pinson Civitans for a number of years. And one of the first things is uh, pastors said, how can we help you? And I said, well, you know, it's really overgrown. Some of y'all remember that. So one of my fond memories in the early days was y'all helping us find that Civitan building <laughs> amongst all the privets and uh, sweet gums and mimosas and things that had grown up and uh, that's continued in community service is our um, local community center uh, we've uh, we're able to get the old medical clinic we're neighbors there for a while and then uh, the, the of course we were able to purchase the rock school and renovate the portions that y'all had not and uh, again, I do appreciate that. That library now is the envy of, of many in, in the county. So the council would like, a pencil would like to recognize your church as follows. Whereas faith-based organizations make vast contributions to the area by providing places of worship, inspirational activities, and events for youth and children, and whereas Solid Rock Church is celebrating 25 years of existence in our community, and whereas Solid Rock Church has been an outstanding partner in the Pinson community by assisting with city and community events, 
ministering to those in need, and volunteering at City of Pinson events. And whereas Solid Rock Church has experienced substantial growth and continues to positively impact the lives of Pinson residents, now be it resolved that the mayor and council of the City of Pinson desire to recognize Solid Rock Church for their outstanding work and dedication to the Pinson community. And this was adopted the 19th day of September 2019. So let me present this to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Let's get a picture. Thank you. One more time, show some love for the mayor of Pinson, Alabama. Wow. What an honor. What an honor. Well, the next mayor... It's not here with us, but um, I am thankful that they did send a proclamation, and I will read a proclamation on behalf of Mayor Randall Woodfin, Mayor of the City of Birmingham. Come on, come on. He, he apologized that he could not be with us today for, because of a previous engagement, but he wanted to make sure that he recognized us, so I will read this from the City of Birmingham. Dear Pastor Larry Raglan, on behalf of the City of Birmingham, I want to take this opportunity to congratulate Solid Rock Church on 25 years of service, ministry, and prayer in the community. It is not every day a house of worship celebrates this kind of anniversary. I want to thank you for your selfless dedication and leadership and the positive change your church continues to foster across the city. You and your members embody what it means to be a living example and exemplary citizens. Your hard work is making an impact inside and outside of the church. May you all continue to spread the word of the Lord for years to come. And may the love of God be upon you, your families, and your church. Stay blessed, Solid Rock Church. Sincerely, Randall Woodfin, Mayor of the City of Birmingham. Come on, give the Lord a praise. Wow, wow, what an honor, what an honor. As we continue giving God the praise, I am, I am extremely honored. You know, we have recognized our cities. We are, we are a church that is, we call our, ch our church a local church with a worldwide vision. That starts with our city. It's what Jesus said. Go into Jerusalem, then Judea, then Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. We believe God has called us to impact our cities, their surrounding cities, but also our state and our nation. What an honor it is to have one of our state senators to also be a local resident here and a friend. And he is here. What a blessing to not only read a proclamation from our state senate, but also from our governor, Kay Ivey. Put your hands together and welcome Senator Shea Shellnut. Thank you, sir. What an honor. What an honor. What an honor. Thank y'all for having me here. Uh, it's a blessing. It's already been a blessing to be here. You know, everything's not that great in Montgomery all the time, but it's always great to be in the house of the Lord. Can I get an amen? Uh, so thank you. My beautiful wife is here, and I'm going to embarrass her. She, you know, behind every half-decent husband is a godly woman and a shocked mother-in-law. So, uh, uh, <laughs> so uh, all right, from, I've got a proclamation from the Senate of Alabama says, whereas commendations are herein proudly presented to Solid Rock Church on the occasion of the milestone 25th anniversary, and whereas Solid Rock Church is located in Birmingham, Alabama, 
and was founded on October 2nd, 1994. Church began with 10 members, Pastor Larry Raglan and his wife, Pastor Sandy Raglan. Sorry, my vision's bad. I got to get some glasses. Uh, planted the church and are the only pastors that the church has ever had. Whereas Pastor Larry Raglan, Raglan is the author of the book, I See Greatness in You. And whereas Pastor Raglan and Pastor Sandy Raglan celebrate the 25th anniversary of Solid Rock Church, they are also celebrating their anniversary of being in ministry for 30 years. And therefore, be it resolved by the Senate and the, the legislature of Alabama that highest commendations are extended to Solid Rock Church on the occasion of its milestone 25th anniversary. And we hereby dedicate this resolution to the remarkable church and to its two pastors and utmost admiration. It's signed by the Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth and Patrick Harris, Secretary of the Senate. Wow. So, I'll give that to you first. Thank you. Let's get a picture with this one. Okay. And then we'll get one with Governor Thank you. I also reached out to the governor. I tried to get her to be here today, but she's a little busy. But, but she did send a letter, so I'm going to read this letter if I can read it. i got to get my glasses checked, Connie. All right, greetings. On behalf of the state of Alabama, I would like to congratulate Solid Rock Church on its 25th church anniversary celebrated on Sunday, October 13, 2019, in the city of Birmingham. Solid Rock Church has 25 years of rich history and service in the Birmingham community. The state of Alabama is proud to recognize this remarkable congregation for their legacy and service to others. I would also like to recognize all visiting churches and honored guests for helping to make the anniversary a memorial event. Upon, upon completion of services, many of you will return to your homes, and I wish you a safe and pleasant journey. Again, congratulations to Solid Rock Church, and may God continue to bless and keep you. Sincerely, Kay Ivey, Governor of Alabama. Thank you for making that happen. Oh, thank you. You are happen. such a blessing, man. You are such a blessing. Thank you. Thank you. Show some love for our state senator, Shaysel Nuts. Wow. What an incredible, incredible honor. I mean, my goodness, that is just, we're humbled. We are so humbled that you are here with us today, that you took out the time to not just be here, but took out the time to have the resolutions made and all of that. It means the world to us. Solid Rock Church, one more time, can we thank all of our dignitaries, come on, for their kindness, for their kindness. What a blessing, what a blessing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, at this time, we have a couple of other quick things that we want to do today. Uh, it's not on the schedule for me to actually preach. Some of you are like, Whew. But you never know what might come out of my mouth before it's over. But uh, looking back over our years, one of the most key moments in the history of our church was in 1996 in the Little White Building when one of the many times of my life that I was on a journey to lose weight, which is, seems like a perpetual journey of my life, I was out in the middle of the big town of Trafford jogging close to midnight at night. I know that's not, don't make sense, but I was out there by myself talking to the Lord. And that's when I felt the Lord put on my heart. It's time for you to start a Bible college. We only had about 30 people in our church, but God said, you're, if you're going to be a local church with a worldwide vision, you're going to have to train and equip students, 
to be pastors, evangelists. So I went back to my lifelong best friend that, uh, that I've said many times, other than my mama, I've known him. He's been in my life more than anybody than, except my mama. Uh, he, he's, he has, that's how long we have been friends. He is now the dean of our Bible college. He was a student in the first ever class that we had. I went to him and I said, I think God's telling me, I know God's telling me that we're, start, we're to start a Bible college. Well, since then, I don't even know how many classes we've had, but we are now a three-year Bible college. We have pastors who pastor churches. We have planted churches. We have missionaries. There are evangelists, and it is only just the beginning. So I feel like as we look back on 25 years, a part of our ministry that has been so integral in training leaders, we need to recognize that moment. Uh, many of them are pastoring this morning or they would be here with us today. But at this time, I would like to invite our dean of, of Bible college, put your hands together for Delane McCurry as he comes. And then he is going to invite all of our, form, our current and our former Bible college students to join him on the platform. If you could just quickly give us a history, if I'm putting you on the spot, if you know how many students, years, and all of that, just a little brief history of what ambassadors has meant to you, and then when you get ready, call all current and former ambassador students. Amen. Hi, I'm Delane, and yes, he's put me on the spot. I had no idea. Uh, so thankful for you all to be here today. We did start that Bible college in 1996. Uh, in the midst of a major revival going on with six nights a week. So all our present students can never complain because right. we went through a whole lot more than they did. Uh, but over the years, uh, as, uh, as I finished, uh, we began to talk about continuing on, and then I began helping, and then uh, slowly but surely he, he released it to me a little bit more and more. And uh, then we decided... We can do more than just one year. Let's, let's continue this thing out. Uh, then we went to two years. Then we grouped together with another school of ministry. And it's just grown and grown. Personally, uh, through, through our ministry, we have graduated probably about 90 to 100 students. Uh, some of them have graduated more than once because they went through more than one year. But I think individually at least 75 students so far that have graduated uh, at least one year. So uh, I sent out a letter to all of the former ambassadors and all of those that are um, in other places. Of course, we've gotten response back that many of them are in uh, ministry, and that's so awesome. It's so proud. So uh, at this time, I want to go ahead and ask all of those who are in our church uh, that have ever been through at least one year of ambassadors to come and join us on stage. Come on. Amen. Come on, put your hands together. Come on, look at this, look at this. this is, come on, show some love. Show some love. Wow. Come on, come on. Come on, we don't even have enough room, y'all. This is awesome. Come on up. Y'all come up on the high part. Those step up on the high part. Step up on the high part so we can see everybody. Come on, y'all come on down in between the curtains. We wanna, some, some can step in the front here. We want to make sure we see everybody. If you're standing in front of somebody, step down, please. Thank you. And then that last row, step, stay on the top so we can see everybody. Oh, my goodness. Are we getting good pictures of this? Please tell me we are. Praise God. Can y'all come in just a little bit closer? Come in so we can get a good picture. Bunch in a little bit better so we can get a good picture. 
And this is not everybody, y'all. This is not everybody. Come on. Can we go? Come on. Give God the praise for this. This is awesome. I got to get in this picture, too. I see cameras everywhere. Now, some, yeah, some of the ambassadors are actually working in ministry positions right now that could not break away. So there's, there's still more here in the church. Many others, as Pastor Lane said, are pastoring churches. They're in other states now in ministries. So that, what a blessing. But I want to take a moment here and recognize this beautiful couple right here, Doug and Wanda. Now, some of you may not know Doug and Wanda because I believe you guys live uh, near Gunnersville now. Boaz, Etowah County, Boaz, you may not know her, but you have heard her story. And because I have told her story many times, many of you will remember the time that I told about when we were in the old hay barn and I was preaching and I looked down and the door opened and a woman came down, barely could walk with her husband, walked straight up, interrupted the message, which was okay. And told us she was dying of brain cancer and had brain tumors all over her brain. And that if something didn't happen, she was going to die very soon. It was very, very bad. She, she told me stories about I can't even hardly walk without having to stop and throw up. It was very, very bad. She had, she had pictures of the brain tumors on her brain. You've heard me preach the story that we prayed for this woman that we did not know and believed God that God would heal her. And I'm telling you, I don't even remember how many years ago that was, but a few weeks later she went back to the same specialist and said, you need to take pictures again and all of the brain tumors were gone. And here she stands today. Somebody ought to praise the Lord. She's not only still alive, she's on the stage today. This is her, y'all, that I've been telling you about for years. Wow. What a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. So, you guys, thank you so much. You, you can make your way back to your seat. Ushers, ushers, help us, help us. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. That is incredible. That is incredible that she was here. When I saw them, when I walked in, I was like, my goodness. They don't know her, but they know her story. Ever since the barn, I've told Wanda's story. I remember her telling the story that when she went back, because we saw the x-rays. We saw all the brain tumors on her brain. And, and she, was, she was terminal. And when she went back, I remember her telling the story that uh, the doctor was not in. And she wanted the results of the second test. And the nurse could not tell her because the doctor was not there. She was not authorized. But she got excited. And the nurse was so excited behind the desk. Miss Wanda said, I know the results. I can see it on your face. And it was, it was just unbelievable to know that here she stands we did not know her. I had never met her. She literally felt God tell her to stop at that hay barn, that somebody in that church would pray for her. And she walked down that aisle, brother, and here she is today. My goodness, wow, wow. I'm not going to preach. Why is everybody laughing? I'm not going to preach. I'm just going to say one thing. 
Why are you laughing so hard? I really am only going to say one thing. 25. Everybody say 25. 25 times 2 is 50. You're, you turn 50 on the 25th anniversary, and if when you pulled in, there's an address of the place that's called 5050. Come on, somebody. Which means double jubilee. 50 means jubilee. That means the best of your life begins today. The best is yet to come. But I do want to tell you that 25, when you look up the meaning of 25, it means, listen to this, grace upon grace. That's what 25 means. Five is the number of grace. Five times five is 25. So 25 literally means in any theological study that you'll find where you understand the meaning of numerology, you will, under, you will read that 25 literally is defined grace upon grace. Now, you know, when you really study grace, you can't really have more grace because grace is just grace. It's the unmerited favor of God. Are you hearing me? It's undeserved. It's God's love for us. His favor upon us is his unmerited favor upon us is grace. But the concept upon grace upon grace means basically God has been graceful to you, but you are about to experience a greater understanding of the, of the moment of grace that has been applied to your life. I can tell you when I look back over 25 years, I see the grace and the favor of God on our life. I remember, this, you know, if you've read my book, you know this story. But if you don't know this story, and I'm not going to tell the whole story, but, but we, when we were trying to secure the, solid, the, 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 the rock school, in the middle of the night, we had, we had no credit. We had nothing. We had been living in, or, or we had been uh, ministering for almost seven years in, in a hay barn on the side of the road in Blunt County. And we had done most of what we did by raising money and just going to get it. So, so we had no leeway with anyone. But then this came available, the Rock School. It was over a million dollars. In fact, the initial, initial asking price was $1.85 million when we first called about it. Of course, it ended up coming down to 1.25 million and then down a little bit longer. But, but I remember laying in the bed that night saying, God, how in the world? Have you put this on my heart to do this? How in the world? And God said, do you not trust that I'm able to not only provide, but to give you God creative ideas that you would never think of on your own? And it was that night that God spoke to us. To uh, now, now that you own it, it's okay to say this. Illegally break in, back way before the we owned it or they owned it. It was just it was for sale or whatever, but it didn't take a whole lot to break in because the doors had fell in. We went and videoed all the damage and everything, and God said, "You need to make a proposal that two years that you're going to propose two years you'll have this place up to standard because no one would loan us money on the land." you got to understand that the building had been condemned with zero value. They did an appraisal on that building, and they valued that building to be zero. Sounds to me a lot like my life and many of your life. What the world may judge us and declare that we are worthless. That building had been said to be worthless. Zero value. The money that they were asking for was for the land. But God said, you don't want the land, you want the building. And I'm going to use that building to show this city the grace of God. 
I'm going to preach to this city through a building. So I wrote them and I said, we have to have a building to borrow money. We can't borrow money on the land. So we, if you'll let us get in that building for two years rent free and let us take all our money and pour into the building, at the end of two years, if we cannot secure the money to purchase this land, you can have the building back, totally restored. Everything that we put in it becomes yours. We will walk away and give you the keys and lose everything. And there was a date on that contract that ended on a Friday, two years later. And the Wednesday of that Friday, the Wednesday of that Friday, two days before the day was over where we said we would walk away, the bank called me and said, I've done everything I can do. But the bank has said, no. You're not getting the money. I remember getting that phone call sitting on a cement block in the back of that church, knowing on a Wednesday that in a couple of hours I had to teach, and I had already told people what I was going to teach on. Do you know what my subject was that night? The favor of God. I walked in there. I told my wife, well, there's nothing left that can be done. It's over in the natural what am I going to do? I have told this church that down to the wire, God's going to do it. And I just was told the only bank out of 12 banks that we talked to, 11 said no, and the 12th bank said, we think we can make this happen. The 12th bank had called me two days before the deadline and said no. But let me tell you something about the favor of God. I walked up on that stage that had been restored, that had fell in and collapsed two years earlier, there was a rotten, termite-infested piano that had fell through it that was underneath the stage that we had pulled out and rebuilt that stage. Half of it was rotten. and com I walked into the place that used to be rotten, and I stood on a place and rem reminded myself of the work that people had done in that house to have just a place where I was standing. And I said, what am I going to do, God? And this is what I felt the Lord tell me. You're going to get in that pulpit tonight, and you're not going to tell anyone about the phone call and you're going to preach on the favor of God and that's what I did I didn't tell anybody one person other than my wife what had been told to me two hours earlier and I preached the favor of God favor is better than money I remember preaching, favor will open doors that money can't open favor will open doors that a lawyer and a CPA cannot open it supersedes man's decisions. I preached it. And the whole time I'm preaching it, the devil's sitting on my shoulder. You remember? I told you I wasn't preaching. I'm just talking. You remember that little cartoon where you used to have the devil sitting on one side and, and the angel sitting on the other side? I had the angel sitting on one side saying, preach it, son. I had the devil sitting on the other side going, you are a liar and a fraud. You are misleading these people. You need to tell them that they have lost it all. You, you need to tell them the truth. But God's word said, God, God's spirit, the spirit of the Lord was telling me, let me tell you something. My truth is the truth. 
my truth even will supersede what looks like to be fact. You preach what I tell you to preach. When I got through, everybody left. I grabbed a couple of the elders. And the same man that grabbed my head and put my head on his shoulder and said, cry till you can't cry no more, but you can't quit. I called him and I told him what had happened. And I'll never forget what he said. He said, well, pastor, this ain't the first time that it's looked this way. How about this, pastor? How about I just tell you what I feel like telling you? I said, go ahead. He said, at this point, there ain't one thing you can do. Not one thing. The bank is closed. It's 9 o'clock. He said, I know it's going to be hard, but let's go home and let's go to bed and let's trust that God is doing something. I'm closing with this statement. I'm going to tell you. There's, there's something that I've been saying for years, and I keep forget who was the first one that's credited to saying this, so I've just sort of made it sound like I said it, but I didn't. But it's this. A man with an argument is always at the mercy of a man with an experience. Let me tell you something. You can argue with me all the rest of your life. There's no such thing as a miracle. There's no such thing. Blah, 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 blah. You'll never, ever convince me. Because Brother Wayne looked at me and he said, I know it's going to be hard, Pastor. Lay your head on your pillow tonight and trust that God has not brought us this far to turn his back on us. Let's just see what it looks like in the morning. I'll never get him saying it. And I'm going to tell you something. I heard him, but it was hard to go to sleep that night. But I finally did. And I remember in the Word of God, I got up that morning, I remembered the Word of God. What the Bible tells about Jesus, the Bible said Jesus grew with favor. Listen, in the eyes of God and in the eyes of man. Are you hearing me, church? My wife and I, the next day, that next day on that Thursday, the only people that knew was the elders of the church. And I could take you to the spot where it happened. The Burger King in Tarrant, Alabama. I realized I'd missed a call, and we pulled into Burger King in Tarrant, Alabama and pressed play on the voicemail, and I heard the banker screaming at the top of his lungs, Call me, call me, call me. I was like, oh, my God, what is happening? I called the banker. Me and my wife sitting there listening on speakerphone. He said, all I'm going to do is read an email that I got this morning when I walked in the office. It says, called his name. Last night, this was from the president of the entire bank system. Are you hearing me? Sent him an email and said, I went back and looked at all the pictures and the proposal of what that church did two years ago. And they've gone through and I called an emergency meeting last night with the board of directors of the bank and I told them we need to take a chance on this church and in the night after hours the bank reversed the decision and they called me on that Thursday and said don't tell your people you got the loan let me tell you something church that really happened did it not that really happened. We were
were shaking in the middle of Burger King parking lot. And when we dedicated that building, Mayor, you were there. The banker from that bank, my loan officer, was there, and we presented him with a plaque, and he cried and wept as he retold the story. He said, I'm, I'm a young guy, but I've been in banking for a while, and I've talked to other people, and all of them, many that's been in for 20 and 30 years, have all said they've never heard of a bank reversing a decision within 24 hours after hours at night. But God. But God. Somebody ought to give him praise right now. I got news for you. God is still in the miracle working business. So I need me about four or five men or whoever wants to help me, and I want everybody to get a copy of this. I want everybody to be handed these papers. Come up here and get them. Make sure everybody gets a copy. And as they're being handed out, I'm just simply going to close the service by reading them. The Bible tells us that without a vision, the people perish. Get them all. Get them all. Get them all. Somebody come up here and get the rest of these. Get them all. Make sure everybody quickly gets them. Quickly, quickly, quickly. I want everybody leaving, making sure they have one. Without a vision, the people what? Perish. But let me understand, you understand what that word means in the original language. It's not perish. It means that without a vision, that word vision means prophetic utterance. Without someone declaring the vision, the people perish. The word perish means to cast off all restraint and run wild. For 25 years, we have been casting the same vision. For 25 years, we have said we are a local church with a worldwide vision. The very first service that we preached in that little storefront building in 1994, I declared that we were a local church with a worldwide vision. Now, let me just be full disclosure. On that day, everybody in the building, not by choice, but just the way it happened, all happened to be white folk. I told all the white folk while I was preaching on the very first day, I said, I want you to turn to the African-American visitor and welcome them this morning. I want you to turn to the other side, I'll never forget saying this, and welcome the Hispanic person. I want you to turn around backwards and welcome the Asian person. And I went through multiple things, and I said, then I want you to welcome the guy that you don't even know what he is. Praise God. And everybody just sort of looked at me and I said, what are you doing? I said, you can't possibly see it in the natural, but your pastor can see it now. On the very first day, I declared we would be a church of every race, of every ethnicity, of every background. I said, I want you to tell the rich guy it's good to have him. I want you to tell the guy that just lost his job it's good to have him. What was we doing? We were declaring what we knew, not that we were going to be, but what we already were. And 25 years later, we see it coming to fruition. And I'm going to tell you something. This coming Wednesday night, Thursday and Friday night, you're going to see something you ain't never seen. This place and this balcony will be filled to capacity. They think they're coming to hear Clint Brown, Rod Parsley, and Perry Stone. But they are not coming to hear them. They don't realize it. God, the sound of a vision of 25 years of faithfulness is calling out. And I declare 
just like I did on the first service 25 years ago. I prophesy and declare it now from that wall to that wall, down that aisle, down that aisle, down that aisle, and even under the balcony will be filled with men, women, teenagers, young people of, all, of every race and every background with their hands raised saying, Jesus, forgive me of my sins and come into my heart and save me. I'm believing for the greatest harvest. I'm believing that God is sending revival to Pinson and to Center Point and to Birmingham. I'm believing that every church, no matter what church it is, will be filled to capacity because God is bringing revival to our city. Somebody say amen. I'm not going to read it all, but I'm going to tell you this has always been our vision. To look up. Everybody say look up. Before we do anything, we look up. And that's worship. This is our vision document that we've had for 20 plus years. Worship is at the, is at the heart of everything we do at SRC. We believe that worship should be exciting, relevant, and a God-honoring experience. The second thing after we look up, we look out. Everybody say, look out. We believe in missions. God's word is clear concerning missions. Our mandate is to reach out to our city, our nation, and our world. At SRC, we take this command from God seriously. You can read the rest when you get home. And then number three, after we have looked up, after we have looked out, then and only then, we look in. Now, they're all three important. We do them all. But before we ever think of ourselves, we think of God and we think of those that he's called us to reach. Discipleship. We exist to equip every believer with the knowledge and tools to be an effective leader for Christ. At SRC, we believe that everything rises and falls on what? Leadership. Now, can I tell you, I put that in your hand so that when you leave here today, if Solid Rock Church has been a blessing to you, if, it's, if it is known as your home, you call it home now or you ever called it home before, if this is your house now, you'll know the vision of this house. Put this on your refrigerator so that you can tie in and buy in and go all in to the vision of this house. This is not your home church. Maybe this will help you pray for us. God, help the church. Help Solid Rock Church and all the churches in our community to be the blessing that God has called them to be. Have you been honored and blessed to be here today? Can we give God one more praise? for? All? Come on, get up on your feet and give God the praise. Thank you, mayors. Let's show some love one more time for our mayors and our senator. What a blessing. And you know what? They had service with, 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 with our crazy self. You know, we get crazy. Some folks don't know what to think about. You solid rock folks are crazy. But we're just crazy in love with Jesus. And the truth is, the greatest honor, one of the greatest honors that we've ever had in our 25 years is to have the representatives from our city, our state government, the state, uh, the state uh, governor's mansion as well, and everybody else in between, our counselor that's with us. And I know the mayors speak on behalf of all of their council and on behalf of all of the Senate and representatives. It is an honor and a blessing. It is a, the greatest blessing is to see my daughters here, my grandbaby here, and all of their extended family and all of you. I'm going to tell you, we have two nights we still got a lot of work left to do. 
Don't wait to start praying and fasting and believing God for Elevate till Wednesday. Start now if you have not. Get here early. Get ready. Come with your game face on, with your servant's heart, because I'm telling you, we're about to move into something that we have never experienced before, and it's all God. It has nothing to do with us. Elevate Conference begins Wednesday night. Come on, give him a shout of praise. God bless you. Thank you for coming. Shake somebody's hand. Thank them for being here. If you get a chance to thank our mayors and everything that's with us today, that would be a great blessing. Be safe as you go. God bless.